Qala he said Who said Yusha ibn Nun When Musa a.s. asked him to bring the food Yusha replied Ara'ayta Did you see Id awayna When we retired Awayna from the roof letters Hamza wa When we retired When we took shelter Ila sakhrati To the rock As-sakhra From the roof letters Sad kha'a And sakhra Is a huge rock It's a boulder And it's also said That it's a very tough Solid rock So Do you remember Did you see When we Stopped When we took shelter When we took some rest By the rock فَإِنِّي نَسِيتُ الْحُوتِ I forgot the fish. Meaning, I forgot to mention to you about the fish. You were sleeping, I saw the fish leaving, and I forgot to tell you about it. And I had forgotten it until this point. وَمَا أَنْسَانِيهُ And none made me forget it, إِلَّا الشَّيْطَانُ Except the shaytan and أَذْكُرَ That I should mention it to you. Shaytan made me forget to mention it to you when you woke up. وَاتَّخَذَ And it took سَبِيلَهُ its way فِي الْبَحْرِ in the sea عَجَبًا Amazingly. The fish went into the sea and it made its way in a very amazing manner. So, وَاتَّخَذَ سَبِيلَهُ فِي الْبَحْرِ عَجَبًا And what was that very amazing manner in which the fish swam away? Making a tunnel. And it can also refer to that how the fish came out of the bucket itself, out of the basket itself, and it just went into the sea and it began swimming. It was a dead fish. It was a cooked fish. Just imagine. Cooked fish. Jumping out of the basket and into the sea and swimming away. Now, we see in the side that a person is always tested in his journey of knowledge. Musa was also tested. How? Through his student. That his student forgot to tell him. So, tests are a part of learning more. And a person is tested sometimes through bad memory, that a person is not able to remember much. Sometimes missing the obvious, that you have something in front of you but you still don't get it. Or forgetting something that is extremely important. But all of these difficulties that come in a person's way when he's trying to learn something, what should he do? He should always reflect on them. He should take a lesson and he should improve and he should continue. He should not dwell upon it that, oh, my memory is so bad. You know, I can't learn. He should think about it. How can I improve my memory? How can I improve in my learning? Take a lesson from it and move on. Continue. Like for example, we learned that when a person does istighfar, then what happens? Allah makes his problems easy for him. Also we learned that a student, Yusha ibn Nun, he was a student, he was a follower, he was also a servant. He should never conceal or lie about his mistakes. Because mistakes, they happen. They are a part of life. Now when Musa salam said, where's the fish? Bring the food. Yusha doesn't say, oh it's not there. Maybe somebody stole it. No, he knew that he was guilty. He knew that he had forgotten to mention it to Musa salam, but he does not lie about it. He says, you see, I forgot. Inni nasit. Simple. So never conceal the mistake or lie about the mistakes. And at the same time we see that he's not arguing with Musa a.s. He's not blaming him. Let's say you slept for so long that I forgot to mention it to you by the time you woke up. No. He didn't say anything like that. He tells him exactly what happened very accurately. Because when a person is truthful, only then he can get some help. And 
it's possible that sometimes we make mistakes. Like honestly, you forget to bring the assignment. Honestly, you forget to do something very important. You've done it, but you forget. Tell the truth. Don't like not show up to the class just because you forgot there was an assignment due. Because sometimes people do this. That there's an assignment due, they forgot to do it, they say, okay, I'm not going to go to school today because if I go, they're going to ask me. So I might as well not go, listen online or request the recordings later. No. A mistake has happened, it has happened. Now on top of that, don't make another mistake. Qala, he said, Musa salam said to Yusha, That is exactly what we were looking for. We don't see Musa salam scolding him, yelling at him, insulting him. No. He just says, That's exactly what we were looking for. فَرْتَدَّ So both of them returned. They went back. عَلَىٰ أَثَارِهِمَا Upon their footsteps. أَثَار is a plural of أَثَر. And what is an أَثَر? The trace, the remnant of something after it has gone. And the أَثَار of a human being are also his footsteps. So they went back on their footsteps. قَصَصَ Retracing them, following them. Qasas, qab saad literally means to follow. And from the same root is qasas, meaning stories. Why? Because you're supposed to follow the lesson that you learn. And you follow the narrator as he tells you the story. So they went back onto their footsteps, retracing them, following them. Why were they following the footsteps that they had made? So that they could get back to the junction of the two seas so that they could get back to the exact place where the fish had left because that is the place where they were supposed to meet Khadr and if they went anywhere else they would not be able to meet him that was the place and because it was the coast by the sea this is why there were footsteps and notice how فَرْتَدَّ they went back immediately they returned why? because just imagine if the tide became high then those footsteps would be washed away so Musa and Yusha immediately they left. Now what do we learn from this? That it happens that a person, when he makes promises, when he sets goals, when he has some ambitions, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test him. When a person says big things, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, then Allah tests him. That is he just saying it or does he really mean it? Musa said, So Allah tested him. Are you really going to spend centuries? Are you really going to spend a lot of time? Or are you just saying it? So similarly, when people make some high goals, when they set some high goals, that I am going to, inshallah, complete this course. I'm going to memorize the entire Quran. I'm going to study this book cover to cover. Then Allah will definitely test him. If he is truthful, or he is just saying it. For example, it's possible that a girl, she says that I'm going to wear this hijab. I'm going to wear this niqab. No matter who, no matter what anybody says, I'm going to keep it on. And then she goes to school. And there she finds it difficult to communicate with the people. She finds it difficult that people are looking at her. And then she says, okay, I think I should take it off. So this is what? A test that came. She said she was going to do it regardless of what people say. But then Allah tested her. Similarly, we say we're going to do something. And Allah tests us. Musa said he was going to Continue for centuries And Allah tested him By making him travel a bit extra And because he was sincere He did not complain He did not yell He did not become impatient He did not give up What did he do? He went back immediately And this 
is the case with only the sincere ones. Whenever you have some ambitions, Allah will test you. If you're sincere, you will be successful. Then we also see that a teacher should be patient with the mistakes, with the forgetfulness of the student. Any kind of teacher, whether it's a mother or an older sibling or a friend who is helping her friend learn or a teacher who is instructing students, any kind of teacher, they should be patient with the mistakes of who? Their students. You see, dealing with other people's mistakes, that is what sabr is. When people, they make mistakes, when they create problems for you, then you do sabr. If you look at it, what Yushar did caused Musa salam to spend extra time, extra effort in doing something. And there was a high possibility that they would completely lose the opportunity because the fish was gone, the sign was gone. And if they would not reach that place, that's it, he would not be able to meet Khadr. But look at the sabr of Musa salam. He does not yell at him. He does not shout at him. He doesn't say, okay, you go back home now, I'll continue this journey myself. Thank you very much for your services. No. He is very patient with him. And this is the kind of patience that we also need. When other people make mistakes... When somebody else has to do something, they don't do it and it has a domino effect on what you're supposed to do. You're unsuccessful because of their breaking their promises. Your life becomes difficult because of their going against their commitments. That is what sabr is. If that is not sabr, then what is sabr? What is sabr then? Then we also see that a person should not waste his time. Then immediately they returned. They didn't say, okay, forget about it. Or we'll just go, you know, after we find some food and after we've taken some rest. No, immediately they went back. Now the hadith continues. I'll mention to you the hadith. That they went back retracing their steps until they reached the rock. So Musa and Yusha ibn Nun, they went back from that point, retracing their footsteps until they found the rock, they reached that point where the fish had left. And there they found a man that was covered with a garment. Musa salam greeted him. And Al-Khadir said, Is there such a greeting in your land? Musa salam said, I am Musa. He said, Are you the Musa of the children of Israel? Musa salam said, Yes. And then he added, I have come to you so that you may teach me something of that knowledge which you have been taught. Al-Khadir said, You will not be able to have patience with me. You won't be able to learn that knowledge. O Musa, I have some of Allah's knowledge which He has bestowed upon me, but you do not know it. And you too have some of Allah's knowledge which He has bestowed upon you, but I do not know it. Musa said, If Allah wills, you will find me patient, and I will not disobey you in any matter. So Al-Khadr said to him, Then if you should follow me, ask me not about anything until I myself mention it to you. So this was the condition that they had said. And then they continued onto the journey. We'll listen to the recitation and then we'll continue with the ayat. وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِفَتَاهُ لَا أَبَرَحُ حَتَّى أَبْلُغَ مَجْمَعَ الْبَحْرَيْنِ أَوْ أَمْضِيَ حُقُبًا فَلَمَّا بَلَغَ مَجْمَعَ بَيْنِهِمَا نَسِيَ حُوتَهُمَا فَتَّخَذَ سَبِيلَهُ فِي الْبَحْرِ سَرَبًا 
And then they found a servant. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when both of them went back, Musa alayhi salam and Yushar ibn Nun, they went back retracing their footsteps. They got back to the junction of the two seas where the rock was. فَوَجَدَ Both of them found عَبْدًا A servant مِنْ عِبَادِنَا From our servants. He was a servant from our servants. Who was a servant? Khadr. But this servant was special. How? That آتَيْنَاهُ We gave him رَحْمَةً مِنْ عِنْدِنَا A mercy from us. A special favor Khadr had been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What was this rahmah? What was this mercy that had been given to him? Some have said that it refers to prophethood. Others say wahi. Others say close friendship. Allahu a'lam. We do not know. All we know is that Allah gave him some special mercy from him. But one thing for sure is that وَعَلَّمْنَاهُ And we taught him مِنْ لَدُنَّا From near us عِلْمًا Knowledge That عَلَّمْنَاهُ مِنْ لَدُنَّا Especially from us we gave him some knowledge Some knowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to his creation How? By sending angels Similarly by showing certain things By letting people discover so some knowledge is made open to the creation. They are able to learn about it. But there is some knowledge that Allah has kept with Himself. Milladunna. Some knowledge that Allah has kept with Himself. Special knowledge with Him. And what is that knowledge? It's the knowledge of the unseen. It's the knowledge of ghayb, ilmul ghayb. So Allah says that وَعَلَّمْنَاهُ مِلَّدُنَّا ilma. Khadr was given a special knowledge from Allah Which Allah does not give to every person So what was this knowledge that he had been given? The knowledge of the unseen It does not mean that he was given the knowledge of all of the unseen All of the matters related to the unseen But ilman, a certain knowledge Certain aspects, some parts And with the story that will follow It will be made quite obvious that Khadr was given some knowledge of the unseen. And this was not the knowledge of prophethood. This was not ilm Because the knowledge that he possessed cannot be learnt. It cannot be learnt. The angel comes and he teaches the knowledge to the messenger. The messenger, he teaches that knowledge to who? To the people. However, this knowledge that Khadr had been given, it cannot be learnt. 
it's not possible that you can do its idrak. Its idrak is not possible. Nor is it based on something tangible that you can learn about it. And we see that Khadr, he would do something based on the knowledge of future or the unseen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him information, he had given him some knowledge that he had not given to everyone else. Now the question is, who is Khadr? Because there are many opinions with regards to him. Some say he was a prophet, some say he was of the awliya Allah, some say he was an angel, some say some other kind of creation. Who was he? What do we learn from this ayah? How does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describe him? Abd, a servant. And know that everything is a servant of Allah. وَكُلُّهُمْ آتِيهِ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ عَبْدًا Every single creature, whether a jinn, a human being, an angel, from the human beings, a prophet or not a prophet, every person is who? A servant of Allah. But what we do know is that he was a servant from the righteous servants of Allah. He could be of the awliya of Allah who are blessed with karamat. You see, prophets, if they do something extraordinary, what is that? A miracle. A mu'jiza. But if any other person who is not a prophet, if something extraordinary happens with him or at his hands, what is that? A karama. So it's possible that he was of the awliya of Allah who Allah had given some karamat. So all of this is possible. But the texts, the Qur'an and Sunnah, what do they show? That he was just an abd. He was a servant of Allah. And because it has not been specified exactly who he was, what his status was, therefore even we do not need to do that. If it was really necessary, Allah would have informed us. He would have. Many scholars say that he was a prophet, but others, they disagree that no, he was not a prophet. And if he was a prophet, think about it. His name would have been mentioned with the rest of the prophets. But we don't see his name being mentioned with the rest of the prophets. So again, this is a matter that Allah did not tell us about exactly. Because the point is not to know about who Khadr is. But the point of the story is to realize that there are people who have more knowledge than you. وَفَوْقَ كُلِّ ذِي عِلْمٍ عَلِيمٍ now the question is, why is he given this name Khadr? There's a hadith in Sahih Bukhari in which the Prophet ﷺ said that he was called Al-Khadr because he sat on a barren farwa. What is a farwa? A patch of withered vegetation. And it turned green. It turned Khadra beneath him. So from that he was given the name Khadr. Now how could it turn green? How is that possible? Remember again, what the prophets do, if it's something extraordinary, what is that? A mu'jiza. Anyone other than a prophet, if he does something extraordinary, then what is that? A karama. So this was a karama, if he was of the awliya of Allah. However, since we do not know what exactly he was, who exactly he was, there is no point in saying whether it was a mu'jiza or a karama. The Prophet ﷺ did not say that. Even we do not need to speculate. قَالَ لَهُ مُوسَى Musa ﷺ said to him, هَلْ أَتَّبِعُكَ May I please follow you? He takes his permission. عَلَى upon that you teach me mimma from that which ulimta you have been taught rushdan of sound judgment. Rushd is right and sensible conduct. It is different from ilm. Ilm is knowledge, information, what something is, how something is. But rushd you can say is how to use it. 
Or you can say Rushd is the more refined form of it For example Ilm we can understand this as raw gold For example Not that Rushd is actually that I'm just giving you an example So you can understand So you can say Knowledge is like raw gold But Rushd is like Gold that has been turned into Some beautiful jewelry A beautiful necklace that you're wearing Is there a difference between the two? If you have raw gold What are you going to do with it? Carry it in your hand? To decorate yourself? To adorn yourself? No, you can't do that. If you want to wear it, what will you have to do? You will have to turn it into a bracelet or a ring or whatever you can. Similarly, ilm is just to know what something is, how something is, why it's like that. It's just information. However, rushd is sensible conduct. How to use it. How to apply it. Where is it relevant? Where is it not relevant? It's good sense. It's the maturity of mind. And remember that rushd a person develops after ilm or with ilm. Ilm is the first step and then comes rushd. And rushd only comes with experience. You cannot learn rushd from books. You cannot learn rushd from just taking one class. You learn rushd by experience, dealing with people, applying the knowledge. This is how sensible conduct develops in a person. So we see that Musa salam says to him that may I follow you on the condition that you teach me of what you have been taught of sound judgment. He does not say ilm over here because Musa salam already had ilm. He was being taught rushd. Now we see over here from the manner of Musa salam that this request that he made is extremely polite. This request is extremely humble. He is making a request first of all. He does not say I'm Musa, I've come from uh, the Prophet of Bani Israel and I have come here. Please uh, tell me what you know. He requests, may I follow you? May I learn from you? Could you please teach me? So what does it show to us? What does it show? The etiquettes of learning. We see that Musa salam, he was in a way superior to Khadr. How? Musa was a prophet. Then he was a human being. If we say, if, hypothetically, if Khadr was an angel, if, even then who would be better? Musa Because a righteous human being is better than angels. And on top of that, he was a prophet of Allah. So even if Khadr was a human being, still whose status was higher? Musa And on top of that, Musa how does Allah describe him? وَكَانَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ وَجِيهًا that he was very honorable. Musa salam is very honorable near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Musa salam is a kalimullah. Allah spoke to him. But still we see how respectful and how polite he is when he speaks to Khadr. Because very soon, Musa salam was going to learn from him. He was going to learn from him what he did not know about. This is why he is polite and respectful towards his teacher although he may be in some other ways lesser than him but still he is respectful what does this teach us that first of all the student the person who is learning he must be polite and he must be respectful towards the one whom he is learning from because if there is no adab if there is no respect then a person cannot gain anything 
Only when there is respect, then a person can gain. And if a person does not respect, then he will not be able to gain anything. So we see that the learner, he should treat the one who is teaching him with respect and honor. Sometimes in the name of friendship, in the name of frankness, we tend to forget our proper etiquettes. Sometimes it's possible that there's perhaps a group in charge who may be related to us whom we know from before, or perhaps we are family friends with them. And because of the frankness that we have with them, sometimes it's possible that we do not treat them in the proper way. Remember that where there is a person who is teaching you something, no matter how you may be superior to them, it could be in age, it could be in status, it could be that you have more knowledge than them in some other aspect. But because they are teaching you here right now, what does that show? That you have to be respectful. You have to be polite. Musa salam was better than Khadr in so many ways. But still we see he is very polite. And this is something that we have to do as well. It is said that Al-ilmu yadi'u bayn al-haya'i wal-kibri Knowledge, it gets wasted between shyness and arrogance. When a person is too shy to ask, or when he is too arrogant, then what happens? He will not be able to learn. Think about it. If you want to get some water out of the jug, and you want to pour it into the glass, where will the glass be? Above the jug or lower than the jug? Lower. If you make it equal or if you make it higher, you won't be able to pour the water into the glass. So in order to receive, you have to lower yourself. It does not mean that you show yourself as someone who does not have any self-respect. No. What it means is that you have to be polite and respectful. We see that Musa he does not say things like, Oh, I have nothing, I don't have any knowledge, I'm so ignorant. No. He just says, May I please accompany you? Could you please teach me? This is the kind of respect that is required. We also see that Musa his vision is focused. He has come to learn, so he asks him directly. He does not go here and there. He does not say, can I just accompany you? No. He just says to him directly, could you please let me accompany you so that I can learn from you? Simple. So that the teacher, he does not begin to doubt this person. He does not become suspicious of him. And at the same time, it's very clear between the two why they are together. What's the objective? The objective is that this person wants to learn and this person has to teach. So Musa is very focused and he tells Khadr directly, I have come here to learn. Not that I have come here to eat your food and drink your juice and etc. etc. No. I have just come here to learn. Please teach me. He does not have any hidden motives, any hidden agenda. He's very direct. So that Khadr also does not become suspicious of him. And if you tell somebody, I want to learn from you, then what's going to happen? They're going to be very happy with you. Isn't it so? If somebody asks you, can I please learn this from you? Could you please teach me this? Aren't you going to be so excited? You're going to be excited. You're going to want to teach him. So this is why Musa said to him, that may I accompany you so that you can teach me? Because if you ask someone to teach something to you, they will be happy. Especially if they have ilm, and if they are a person who is of the Ahlul Ilm. Because a person who has ilm, he wants that their ilm should benefit people.
Because it's one of the things that will continue to bring him reward even when he has passed away. So what was the response that Musa salam received? Qala, Khadir said, إِنَّكَ لَن تَسْتَطِيعُ مَعِيَ صَبْرًا You will never be able to have patience with me. You can't be patient with me. You don't have patience for this journey. You don't have patience for this knowledge. It's too difficult for you. It's too tough for you. What do we see over here? That the student has to request the teacher and the teacher has the right to reject. If a person asks the other, could you please teach me this? They don't have a right over it. It's a request that they're making. However, the person who is teaching, the teacher, he should not refuse except for a genuine reason. Like for example, if a person comes and he says, you know, I would like to get enrolled in this course. What are the basic requirements of doing this course? That a person should be able to read Arabic. You should be able to read a little bit of the Qur'an because if a person cannot even read the Alif Ba'tata, how will you be able to continue? So he's not rejected, but what is said? That you have to sit in a particular group until you are capable of continuing with the rest of the class. Now a person should not feel offended at that time. That this is not fair. They're refusing. This is not right. Because a person who refuses to give knowledge, أُلْجِمَ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ بِلِجَامِ مِنَ النَّارِ He will be brittled with the brittle of fire on the Day of Judgment. But if the teacher knows that the student does not have the ability, he does not have the capacity, and if he tries to learn this, he will be disappointed, then in that case, he can discourage the student from continuing. Do you understand? So we see that Khadr, what does he say to Musa alayhi salam? لَن تَسْتَطِيعُ You don't have the ability to be patient over this. This is too difficult. And he gives him the reason behind that. That why can you not have sabr over this? وَكَيْفَ تَصْبِرُ And how can you have patience? عَلَىٰ over مَا that which لَمْ تُحِطُ بِهِ خُبْرًا That you cannot encompass in knowledge. Meaning something that you are not aware of. Something that you cannot encompass in your knowledge. How can you be patient over it? When you do not know something fully, when you don't know the depth of it, then you cannot be patient with it. And this is something that is true. Like for example, if you're cooking, somebody's teaching you how to cook, and they tell you, don't add the meat until the oil separates. You're like, why, why, what's the big deal? And like, no, no, forget it, they're just making it so complicated. You put it, what's going to happen? It's not going to turn out right. Or it's going to take you very long in order to cook it properly. So something that you don't understand fully, you don't have patience with it. If a child is misbehaving, if a child is screaming, and you don't know why he's misbehaving, you will not be able to have sabr with the child. If you think that the child is an adult, and he should be behaving properly, and you treat him like an adult, you will not be able to have patience with him. You will not be able to have tolerance with him. So he says to Musa وَكَيْفَ تَصْبِرُ عَلَى مَا لَمْ تُحِطُ بِهِ خُبْرًا It's not that you're very impatient, it's just that you don't know about this stuff. And because you don't know, you will not be able to have patience over it. Now how did Khadr know that Musa salam did not encompass whatever he knew in knowledge? Because Musa salam said to him, Antu allimani, you teach me. I do not know, you teach me. So this proves that he did not have knowledge that Khadr had. But Musa salam, he was determined to learn. So he did not give up. And he responded. And he said, Qala satajiduni. 
Soon you will find me. Insha'Allah, if Allah wills, sabiran, patient. Wala a'asilaka amra. And I will not disobey you in any affair. Insha'Allah, this is my intention. I hope that Allah will give me the tawfiq. You will find me patient. And I will not disobey you concerning any matter. You see, initial refusal sometimes makes you more determined. When you reject it at the beginning, then it makes you more determined. So Musa says, I will be patient and I will not disobey you. Now we see over here that Musa says, Insha'Allah. Is it because he did not intend to be patient? No, he intended to be patient. Many times people say Insha'Allah when they don't intend to do something. But Musa says, Insha'Allah, I will be patient. Why? So that it does not come out as though he is taking credit for his patience or that he is praising himself. If Allah wills, then I will be patient. I have the intention. And if Allah wills, I will be patient. And this is just like Ismail salam. He said to Ibrahim salam that, Satajiduni insha'Allahu min as-sabirin. When his father told him that I'm going to slaughter you, I have been told. So he said, If'al ma tu'mar, inshallah you will find me of those who are patient. So we see that Musa salam promised his teacher two things. And what are they? Patience. And secondly, obedience. And these two things are extremely important for the student of knowledge. Patience. Why? Because sometimes the journey is long. Sometimes things don't make sense. Sometimes things are too difficult. Sometimes you don't understand what the person is saying. Sometimes you cannot tolerate their behavior or the way that they are explaining certain things. It's a clash of personalities. And at that time if a person says, I don't like the way this person speaks, I'm leaving. Who's going to get deprived? The student. So patience is extremely necessary when you want to learn. Especially from a teacher. It's extremely important. Just as if you go to a doctor and you know that the doctor is the only option you have. It's possible that some things about the doctor may not please you. But still you will go. Why? Why? Because you need that doctor. And if you don't go, you will suffer. Therefore you have to compromise on many things. Sabr. And the second thing that is necessary is obedience. You have to obey the instructor. You have to listen to who? To those who are teaching you something. Because if we don't listen, if we don't do the homework, if we don't follow the instructions, then we are missing out. We are harming ourselves. Because remember that any command that an instructor gives, a teacher gives, an in charge gives, it's always for the good of who? The student. And if a student does not obey, if he does not follow, he's only going to harm himself. So these two things are necessary. Now Khadir, he sets one condition. He says, Qala, he said, فَإِنِ اتَّبَعْتَنِي Then if you have to follow me, فَلَا تَسْأَلْنِي عَنْ شَيْءٍ Then do not ask me about anything. حَتَّى أُحْدِثَ لَكَ مِنْهُ ذِكْرًا Until I mention to you مِنْهُ about it ذِكْرًا a mention. So do not ask me about anything that I do until I mention it to you. In other words, until I tell you something, do not ask. Anything that I'm doing, do not give any comment. 
Do not ask a question. Just observe. Just watch. Do not ask. Do not object. Do not suggest. So what do we see over here? That first of all, a teacher can set whatever condition he wishes for the student. Because the student is the one who wishes to gain something. Just as if you go to any company, if you go to any place and you want to get some benefit from there, you have to follow the rules. They have set the rules, you have to follow them. They will accommodate you, but you have to follow the rules as well. And the student should accept those rules. If he wishes to remain a student, and if he wishes to excel as a student, he must accept those rules and he must abide by them. Second, we also learned in this ayah that of the etiquettes of the student of knowledge with his teacher is that he should not begin questioning and objecting until the teacher has fully explained himself. We see over here, حَتَّى أُحْدِثَ لَكَ مِنْهُ ذِكْرَ Don't say anything until I mention. So wait for the teacher, wait for the instructor to complete. When he has completed, when he has said what he has said, then ask, then object, then suggest, then say something. Because it's possible that if you say something before he has finished, then what's going to happen? Think about it. If you say something before he has finished, you're going to interrupt his thought process. Similarly, if you question before he has finished, then this may also come out as very disrespectful. Think about it. Somebody is not finished what they're saying and you begin questioning them in the middle. So it comes out as very disrespectful and at the same time, it may be very rude and at the same time, it may disturb the instructor as well. So this is something that we must remember. We listen to the recitation. فَوَجَدَا عَبْدًا مِّنْ عِبَادِنَا آتَيْنَاهُ رَحْمَةً مِّنْ عِنْدِنَا وَعَلَّمْنَاهُ مِنْ لَدُنَّا عِلْمًا قَالَ لَهُ مُوسَى هَلْ أَتَّبِعُكَ عَلَىٰ أَنْ تُعَلِّمَنِ مِمَّا عُلِّمْتَ رُشْدًا قَالَ إِنَّكَ لَن تَسْتَطِيعَ مَعِيَ صَبْرًا وَكَيْفَ تَصْبِرُ عَلَى مَا لَمْ تُحِطْ بِهِ خُبْرًا قَالَ سَتَجِدُنِي إِن شَاءَ اللَّهُ صَابِرًا وَلَا أَعْصِي لَكَ أَمْرًا قَالَ فَإِنِ اتَّبَعْتَنِي فَلَا تَسْأَلْنِي عَنْ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى أُحْدِثَ لَكَ مِنْهُ ذِكْرًا Remember that asking questions is not something that is forbidden. Giving comments as well is not something that is forbidden. It's something that is encouraged in fact. It is said that asking questions is like half of knowledge. Because many things you gain... You learn about when you ask a question. However, this is a condition that Khadr had set for Musa Because what they were going to do, what he was going to show him, was something very difficult to comprehend. And if you begin questioning before the lesson is complete, then you will not be able to get anywhere. Some concepts, you have to wait until the entire concept has been explained. Then you will be able to grasp it. If you question in the middle, then what's going to happen? You're neither here nor are you there. You're going to confuse yourself. You might confuse other people. 
you may discourage yourself and you may discourage other people as well. And this comes with what? Sabr. Right? So patience is necessary. Like we learned that Imam Malik, he had these uh, strong men whom he would have in his gathering. And if there was anybody who would ask some deviant type of questions, he would just indicate to them and they would come and take that person away. 